Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today we've got an awesome story of a company taking away company cars and a little bit of malicious compliance that proves that was a terrible idea. But first, listen to anything but that. I'm doing a refit in a homeware store right now. Tonight I was voluntold to iron the sample pillowcases that hang in front of each bedding range and color of plain sheets. Absolutely not my favorite task, but one that I can lighten up with a bit of music. I can't wear headphones because I need to pay attention to my surroundings, but ironing is static and I can plonk my phone on a shelf behind me. So I turned my volume up, opened Spotify, and loaded up one of my favorites, Jeff Wayne's musical version of The War of the Worlds, an absolute classic of an album. Cue the project manager scowling his way over to me before the eye of the war had even finished. Ugh, could you play something else? I don't care what, anything but musical theater. Can't stand that stuff. Okay, it's not everyone's cup of tea and I have other things in my library. Although a dislike of musical theater rules out Hamilton and Wicked and probably Disney as well. And my assorted playlists are rife with tracks from all of the aforementioned. But he did say anything else. So I scrolled a bit further down my library and hit play on something I rarely listen to at work, even with headphones on, because people do tend to find it offensive. He walked off as my phone started to blare out some Scottish heavy metal. Of course, I'd hit play on the whole album, and he happened to wander back a bit later as one song was in full swing. You said anything? He didn't look impressed by that either, and there was no complaint as I went back to my regular musical theater and Disney-laden playlist instead. Not purely that, but not entirely profanity-filled either. If anybody wants to know exactly what was being played, it's called Ailstorm. Definitely not the soundtrack you would want to hear going into a homeware store, I'll tell you that much. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, want revenge by paying in pennies? Here, let me count those for you. Ages ago, I worked a frontline job at City Hall, registering cars and dogs and collecting money for parking tickets, property taxes, and the like. So a basic entry-level municipal finance grunt, bottom of the food chain, nowhere close to being the one making the ordinances or rules, etc. Grunt. This was before the days of taking credit cards and debit cards for such payments, before smartphones, before the online banking world really began. Ages ago. Paper, paper, paper. The city ordinance on tax interest stated that interest would accrue daily against any past due tax bill at a rate of blah blah percent per annum. Property taxes were due quarterly. Many people would come in to pay cash on the tax due date. Many, many more would remit their payment by checks through the mail. We kept extremely thorough paper records of all payments received through the mail, retaining their remittance stub, the envelope bearing the postmark, which was the date we would use to calculate any interest, 
if it arrives past the due date. If the postmark was before or on the due date, no interest was charged. These were batched daily by each clerk, filed by date in our vault so anyone who needed to could find any receipt or remittance fairly quickly. We needed to, often, as did the city auditor. Anyways, business as usual, and the few days following the tax due, we would always get a few stragglers through the mail, and the daily interest would have started adding up. Not by a lot. For most homeowners, this would amount to just a few cents a day. We would send them a receipt in the mail with a note that they would have a small balance now due to accrued interest, but we would hold it at that amount for 10 days. Most people would just send another check, some would ignore it, and others would come to pay in person. Finally, the stars aligned, and I got one. A real peach of a gentleman who was extremely disgruntled that he got a bill in the mail for this goddarn interest BS, which he slapped down on the counter inches from my face. He then slammed a repurposed melatonin bottle full of pennies down on top of the paper and said, I hope whoever sent me this darn bill has to count these darn pennies at top volume for all of City Hall to hear. I could already tell that it was mine. I saw my initials on the receipt when he slapped it down. Cue malicious compliance. I smiled as big as I could, said I would find out who had processed it, and took his receipt to the vault. I didn't even give him enough time to react. I just got up and went to the vault while cheerfully saying, it'll just be a minute, before disappearing from his sight. I found the paperwork, including his two days late postmarked envelope. Then I sat down on my desk took the melatonin bottle, looked him in the eye and said, You're in luck today, sir. I'm the one who sent this balance due to you, so I'll be able to count these pennies for you. And I did. I counted all 39 of those darn pennies, and I counted them one by one very, very thoroughly. It took him about 20 minutes to pay his freaking 39 cents from the minute that bottle hit the counter to the end of it. I was extremely pleasant and cordial and smiling at him the entire time. It was just fun at that point, so I kept pouring it on. Just so sweet. His face was practically purple by the end, and as he slunk out the door without the smug satisfaction he was expecting when he slammed that melatonin bottle on my counter, I said, have a great rest of your day. Weather's beautiful. And it was. There is nothing nicer than matching somebody's absolute grump, upset personality with a beaming kindness and sincerity in your voice. Somebody's walking around just trying to be a jerk, and you're just sitting there smiling like nothing in the world is possibly wrong. You know it really gets to those kinds of people. Our next story is, don't want it written off? Okay. Most of the customer service at my current job is done over the phone. However, the phone reps don't have authority to do much. We also have small service centers where customers can come in and get assistance, and these reps are able to do a lot more. I used to be one of these reps. One day, a customer came in since, from her perspective, the phone reps were unable to help her. The issue revolved around a policy that we don't advertise. If a customer has a balance under $20, the system will automatically write it off. There's a 24-hour-ish lag time on this. So if the customer submits something on our customer portal and the balance is under $20 and they don't pay immediately, it'll be gone the next day. I mean, it's pretty obvious why we don't tell anyone. We want them to pay their balance before the system writes it off. Most people pay their balance immediately anyway, so it never comes up. So here's this lady. She called in because she didn't pay her balance the night she submitted her information. 
and the next day the system wrote it off. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. She called us, and they told her this, but that wasn't good enough, so here she was in front of me. She was livid that the balance was written off and wanted to pay it. She and I went back and forth for a while with me explaining the write-off to her and her being absolutely pissed about it. Well, as an in-person rep, not only could I restore her balance, I could also completely disable the automatic write-offs for all of her accounts. After restoring her balance and taking her payment, I apologized for the inconvenience and assured her that it would never happen again. I'm willing to bet this was probably some kind of misunderstood fear. You know, you're afraid that this is going to be some secret charge that's not on the books, but is quietly going to move to collections if they don't pay it. Or maybe they're the kind of person where they have some kind of moral stigma and they owed something and they want to make sure they pay it. To be fair, if I was told that over the phone, I would have understood and stopped complaining. But for some people, they probably wouldn't just trust a company when they say, oh, don't worry about it, we wrote that off. They'd rather make sure they did pay it off. This next story is another rude pizza customer. When I was 18, I started my first job working for the local hut. I had been working there for about a week, and it was a slow night when a couple came in. The waitress went over, got their order, and came back shaking her head. Seems the couple wanted a pizza with jalapenos for a topping, but botched because the pizza was never hot enough, not enough jalapenos. She said they were fairly rude in their request. My manager, who'd been teaching me how they made pizzas, looked at me with an evil grin and said, no problem. He laid out the dough and layered it with jalapenos poured the sauce, jalapenos, cheese, jalapenos, another layer of cheese, a scattering of jalapenos, then poured jalapeno juice into the jar's cap and poured that all over the pizza, into the oven for the proper amount of time, and finally one last lid full of jalapeno juice. We all watched with anticipation for the customer's reactions. They ate it, but went through many pitchers of beer between the two of them. I never heard if there were any complaints because I quit the next week for a better paying job after someone tried to block a local street and rob me. I knew another roundabout way off of the street and avoided the would-be robber, but we laughed all night at this little bit of malicious compliance. 
I mean, hey, it sounds like they wolfed that pizza down, had a lot of beer. They didn't complain. It probably was a great time for them. It was probably hilarious to them, too. This next story is Christmas music. This is a very old legendary family story that I realize belongs here. Enjoy. As long as I can remember, I always loved Christmas music and would play it as much as I could. My dad, on the other hand, didn't share my enthusiasm and felt it should only be played during the Christmas season. Finally, we came to an agreement. I could start playing it once the greatest Christmas movie ever, Christmas Vacation, was on TV. One year, at least 20 years ago, I was in my bedroom channel surfing in April and saw that indeed Christmas Vacation was on TV. Naturally, I turned it and grabbed one of my Christmas CDs. There was no such thing as streaming music then, younglings. My bedroom was on the second floor, right above the living room where my dad was watching TV. I made sure that it was loud enough for him to hear. He then peeks his head into the stairwell to yell about playing it out of season. I told him to remember his rule and go check channel whatever it was. I then turned down my music a bit to hear his reaction. It was hard to make out, but he was definitely grumbling as he knew that he couldn't say a thing. Score 1 for me. I know it's really basic, but for me, the Christmas movie of all Christmas movies still is A Christmas Story. Anybody that has their own Christmas movie, what is the Christmas movie for you guys? Let me know in the comments. That said, our final story of the day is Company Saves Cost by Taking Away Company Cars. About six years ago, I worked for Power Supply Company in the UK. I worked on a small project team that coordinated all the company's major infrastructure projects and the role required travel to meetings all over the country. We would average around 800 miles a week in company miles over the year, depending on time of year and location of projects, etc. Someone in the finance department had reviewed our expense claims and calculated that over one quarter, we had not covered the required number of company miles to meet the company's policy on company cars. For that one quarter, without looking at any other data, We lost our company car entitlement, and the company told us that we had to return the fleet company at the end of their leases. Malicious compliance activated. As we were project engineers, we had a very particular set of skills for knowing how to follow rules to the letter, and how to do so in a manner that benefited the company or project or individuals. Usually, if it benefited the company, it benefited all involved. This was not one of those occasions. We pay benefits in kind tax on our company cars in the UK. The rules around this changes as and when the government feels like it. My team had all carefully chosen our cars to be zero cost to ourselves by choosing cars that were below the allowance of 300 British pounds a month, so the remaining allowance covered the tax obligation. We'd all be screwed by the benefit and kind tax changes that year, and were now paying tax. So, for starters, we reviewed the company car policy and found the company had no way of stopping us handing our cars back with immediate effect, whilst the company was still responsible for the leases. So, we all made arrangements for personal cars and handed our keys over at the next team meeting. We'd also reviewed the company travel policy. We started using hire cars and trains for traveling. Trains and hire cars in the UK are not cheap, as none of us were willing to use our personal cars and claim the 50 pence per mile. Usually we'd work a long day and book a bit of overtime or blue to drive to and from meetings without staying over, as we would prefer to be at home, even if it meant getting home late. 
That stopped with immediate effect. We would only work the mandated seven and a half hour day, then stop, book into a hotel, and take full advantage of the 25 pound food and drink allowance for dinner. Then work from home the following day, as we'd been away from home the previous day, as per the policy. After about 8 weeks, we were called into a meeting with our line manager and department manager about our expenses. Our expenses for the first month after the cars had been returned were more than they were for the previous 12 months combined. Our line manager agreed that our expenses were in line with the policy, otherwise he wouldn't have signed them off. The department manager told us we were getting company cars back, and he expected the expenses to return to previous levels. We declined the offer of company cars and let management know that we would be adhering to the travel policy to the letter. See, they have a very reasonable policy going and then something changes, somebody new moves into a position and they decide, okay, we've got to save a little bit more money somehow. We've got to get just a little bit more blood out of this stone. All of a sudden, something that's been working really well like a travel policy All of a sudden you have to provide proof of business use or there's some kind of new allowance. Well, when that doesn't work, it pisses the people off and they start taking up everything they can per your policy. Well, I guess that's just really what you get for trying to milk whatever potential savings you can. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome story of malicious compliance, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.